Hello, you're listening to episode four of Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, Sheds and Yetis. Don't forget that you can follow us on Twitter at The Day of Fun Show, visit our rudimentary blog at rosieandjessica.co.uk, which is something of a work in progress, subscribe to us on iTunes and still listen to Mixcloud, and you can email us at sayhellotorosieandjessica at gmail.com. You can imagine that our first choice might have been taken. Enjoy the show! Welcome to episode four of Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun. Yep. Four days in eight weeks. I've had a great time, how about you? Well, with that average, it's been <laughs> mediocre at best. Uh, this is, of course, the first episode that has been released directly into iTunes, um, which we are now on. If you are listening on iTunes, then I don't need to tell you these instructions. But if not, you can search for us by just putting Rosie and Jessica in. Or you can still listen to us on Mixcloud. If you don't want to use iTunes. So, works. Everyone is a winner. Everyone is a winner. People who use iTunes and communists as well who don't want to. So, Rosie, what have we done this week? Well, I have been in a surprise twist to the BFI. No, you've never. I I went, um, I've seen three things in two trips. First one was uh, Vincente Minnelli season kicking off with the Zigfield Follies, which is... Uh, I thought it was going to be more like That's Entertainment, the MGM bits. And it, it, and it, it wasn't. It wasn't, because they're sort of best of, so it's incredible set piece to incredible set piece. But this was yes. kind of like, oh, Esther Williams doing some... Yeah, there was a bit of Esther Williams, but it was quite boring. <laughs> and then there were sort of terrible comedy routines. But at the end, Gene Kelly and Fred Astaire did a dance together, and Judy Garland sang a song. So, best That's of all last. you want, really, isn't it? Yeah. And then I saw in a double bill... Um, a Hard Day's Night, which was for, because um, I'm a member, they have members events, which is where you get it introduced um, for free. You go to have get a free ticket. And that was introduced by a man whose name I can't remember, but he directed My Beautiful Laundrette. Good. I enjoyed it. There's, you know, Wilford Bramble, who's very clean. It basically, it, wants me, it makes me want to buy a suit and run around. I saw Hard Day's Night years ago. I really enjoyed it. I haven't seen it for a long time. But I, oh, pretty much all I remember is Paul's granddad mm. and the fact that Ringo wanders off in the middle. Yeah, and uh, Tom, my friend Tom was telling me about um, the bit in Help where they go home and there's sort of these four little cottages lined up and somebody goes, oh, it's very nice that they've... Uh, that's a Liverpool accent. Very good. They're very nice that they've, uh, you know, still humble, know, know what they're like. And they all go into their four front doors and it's one giant house <laughs> that they've knocked through. Um, and then I also went to... Um, I think called Bug Evolution of Music Video, um, and that's hosted by Adam Buxton of Adam and Joe, and it's music videos. Uh, but through it, the ages, it's, well, it's all it's all music. It's all modern ones because this is the thirtieth one they do, so they do new oh, music okay. videos each time. And um, um, I don't know much about current music, and I know <laughs> less about current music videos, so I felt a bit out of my depth at first. But to be honest. If you just turn up and learn about things. Yeah, um, they'll tell you. That's kind of the point, Yeah, isn't it? it was really interesting. Um, they had, I mean, they're pretty much just excellent short film directors. The most interesting one was Eight Minutes uh, by a band called The Shoes. I mean, the, the, it was an eight minute long video. That's not the name of the song. Um, and it was eight minutes of Jake Gyllenhaal uh, murdering hipsters in Dalston with a fencing sword. It was... Is it on YouTube? Yeah, they are all on YouTube. There's one by a band called... If I have my magic piece I, of paper. I will be watching that later because that sounds entertaining. Keaton Henson is a or singer-songwriter even. And he his music video were puppets, woodland creature puppets. 
love woodland creatures. You love woodland creatures. But this, quite sad. It's it, little bunnies, two bunnies. They curl around each other in their warren. There are two owls, there are two frogs. And one of each pair gets eaten. So if you see a fox in the warren and it takes one of the rabbits and the other rabbit then curls around itself and shivers. It's absolutely devastating. Mm. Um, but it's all right. They were fine. It was, it was an actor fox. Okay. He's actually really nice. He does children's television a lot. And the rabbits. It wasn't. Fine. It wasn't the crack fox. It wasn't the crack fox. No. Okay. Good. Um, that was very lovely. Um, and there were these two guys called Daniels because they're, they're a directing pair, and they're both called Dan. And I they, see do, what they, they did showed there. a couple of their videos and one of their short films, and they're incredibly inventive. And it showed how they make them. And so actually, they don't do a lot of things by computer with computer graphics. They do them with things so that they'll. I mean, they don't fake things they make them and they splice shots together okay so they had a thing where somebody explodes as leaves and what they had was a shot of somebody throwing a lot of leaves in quite <laughs> a, a mediocre manner and then a girl jumping backwards and they put it together so it looked like she jumped backwards and turned into sort of oh, was blasted into leaves which is quite cool um yeah so that's what i've been doing at the bfi on um easter monday yeah i went to a vintage fair it was raining Fortunately, it was in Spitalfield, so it was under cover, <laughs> and I had an umbrella and wellies actually. Oh wow! I don't own any wellies at the moment. Oh yeah, yours kind of ceased to be watertight. <laughs> yeah, on the rainiest guide camp we've ever had, I suddenly looked at my shoes and realised that they had spectacularly split across both oh, of them. Oh dear! And I've not had wellies since. Well, yeah, I, I went to a lovely vintage fair in Spitalfields with my friends here, um, and we were both running late by an equal amount so it was fine that neither of us turned up at the prescribed time yep. but i was wearing um the new debbie bliss land girl jumper what my mummy made for me no i know what's happened this week mm. five episodes of horrible histories yay mm. on the telly on the telly they had one every day brilliant and now i'd seen the first two obviously because i was hobnobbing with the bfi uh, you may mock my friends so um I can yeah. mock your friends. Yeah, they're pretty ridiculous. Okay. So, five episodes of Horrible Histories. Did you all enjoy them? Yes, I knew you would. The main thing that has happened in the past week... I bought a plate. <laughs> well, I mean, it could be that. <sighs> it's a lovely plate. It is a lovely plate. I don't have any matching crockery, so I just buy bit, I just buy random items when I see them and like them. So that's... It's flowery. One down... 20 whole <laughs> dinner service to go pretty much actually the main thing that we have done this week is getting a little subsection of its own it is entitled the shed or what i did on my easter holidays <laughs> exactly our guide shed was an ongoing an ongoing well joke to be honest faff and <laughs> um, we had load-bearing ridge tents up against the we had, a, we had a flagpole which we're pretty sure was was structural integral yep. to the it was it, it was leaky. It was sort of the roof. It, it had bowed, bowed out at one side, like so. It looked like a, like the prow of a small ship. Um, it wasn't watertight in any way, shape, or form. So we'd stapled a tarp over the top of it. Now you know when you watch amazing programs about hoarders and they can get into one foot, sort of a one square foot of their house, and they can stand in there. It, we have we have our patrol boxes for our weekly meetings, and we had space to sort of. Sh- well, I, I say we had space. You couldn't get into it. You had to remove you things in order to get in, into it. And then we just slammed the door shut on them, and, and we didn't ever the go best. in. But we have a newly built shed, and we have loads of tough crates. So we uh, everything is beautifully labelled. And but if you've ever seen the BBC Two program, The Life Laundry, which was on around sort of two thousand two, it's a good show. It was amazing. They Dana definitely Walters. continued. Yeah. 
doing it and um, what they did was people who were sort of hoarders or just had a hell of a lot of stuff they would hire a church hall cluster to an extreme level yeah if they had like a field nearby or a big garden they just lay out a massive tarpaulin and empty every single item and um, they'd lay them out on these tarpaulins and make the people a see how much stuff they had and b go through everything so we did that with the shed we labeled everything we did how many bin bags i don't know but four they filled tri- four cars the worth. back of the, the general rubbish filled the back of my car with the seats down it wasn't dirty rubbish it was just stuff that we didn't want yeah so when we had car. a big recycling thing we had yeah. mid fabric recycling we had scrap metal we had all sorts of ebayed stuff but it is now oh um, my god it's, it's beautiful it's on beautiful. there we remembered also just as we'd finished emptying it and we'd sort of taken everything to the tip and we're about to start fitting things in the new one that we had been going to set up a video camera to do a, a speed it up, film it and then speed it up and do like a really, really fast film of the shed being emptied. Yeah, but we didn't. But we forgot, so that was that. Never mind. Good times. A beautiful shed now stands. And we found a brilliant box. Oh! That I now have in my possession that has records from like 40 years ago. Well, I don't think any of us were sure we'd ever really seen it before. Yeah. Um, which is the nature of our shed, because some of the things had been in there for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, anyway, it has records of meetings and events and things that happened before any of us were born. So it was cool. Yeah. They had a reunion in 1982, which was the 60th, 60th anniversary. anniversary of Local go- Guiding. Of local guiding. Um, and we were trying to work out how how old our unit was. And so, well, 60 in 1982. Good, we're 90 this year. We can have a party. Yeah. Brilliant. Go us. Awesome. Your song choice, madame. My, my song choice. My song choice slightly feeds into our very first um, top fives, which was films. And in the honourable mentions, I should have said That Thing You Do. But I forgot. By Mr Tom Hanks? By Mr Tom Hanks. Well, the film by Mr Tom Hanks. He didn't write the song. That was Adam Schlesinger. Of Fountains of Wayne thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, so my song for this week is The Wonders, That Thing You Do. It's a film about a band. Yeah. And that's their hit song. Yeah. So top, they are a one-hit wonder. We've spoiled it now. Not really. You've ruined it for everyone. Oh, for sake. It came out in 1995, and it's that's the kind of the premise of the film, is that. Oh, I see. So if you haven't got it by now, Darth Vader is Luke's father. Oh, what? That's all I'm saying. Top fives. And um, we've previously laid sort of bedrock. We've done books. We've done films. So now we're doing TV shows. But obviously we've done sitcoms previously. Yeah. Um, and we've TV shows is getting sort of micro split into lots of things. So we have lots of different categories. But this is I think, I think we have four. Well, it's quite a few just for television. Yeah. Um, this is fiction. Yes. This fiction. is general. Just this is kind of general TV shows, except it doesn't have sitcoms in it or kids tv mine has sitcoms in it or yeah yours does actually or um document or, or non-fiction um all I i'm do- saying is i hesitate to use the word documentaries having seen the list that we've begun to compile what i'm saying is man v food ain't appearing this week well up up first in no particular order mad men now i didn't watch this ever on the bbc but those of my friends watched it um and i think i bought the first series without having seen an episode but it's really, really good. I mean, I'm sure you cannot move for articles about it. You can't. Um, and obviously it's moved to Sky. Um, so I can't watch the current season. Yeah. So, so 
I have watched the first four seasons and they're really good. And it's kind of hard to explain what happens because in a way sort of not much happens. And it looks fantastic. It looks amazing. Um, next is uh, Buffy because that was my teenage television programme love. Um, and they've just released a new box set, which I'm hankering for. That it gets it goes downhill. I mean, everything. I can't think of a well, single TV show. The rule is, are you about to say this anyway? No, I'm going to say I can't think of a single TV show that is as good at the end as it was at the beginning. Ah, uh, yeah, I was going to say, and along a similar vein, any TV show involving people who are at school at the beginning, when they go to college, it will not be as good. Yeah, this is my next choice: The West Wing. Which I love. Uh, bought it. I bought the whole thing on the back of seeing one episode, and it is so worth the investment. I look at <laughs> box sets as if you think about the money, but then if you think about the time you're getting for it. Um, so even if you watch it once and think, no, nah, not for me, flog it. Bung it on eBay. Yeah, recoup some of it. The West Wing is incredible. Uh, I. It's but again, not as good. Afterwards, um, I'm on about half of the. No, I've watched. Five episodes of season seven now, so I've got, no, 17 episodes left of the whole thing. Oh, that's a bit sad. But it's really good. I mean, obviously it's set in in the West Wing. Martin Sheen's the president. I love it. Actually, talking about the West Wing, you've just reminded me of an honourable mention sitcom. Now, my uh, fourth choice is actually one of my sitcoms, but I think it's... Uh, I love it so much that I felt... It's transcended the... And that's Dinner Ladies, because actually yeah. it's really... I love it. <laughs> Um, we went, you know, we've we've been through it. We've been through it, but I do also love Dinner Ladies. My final f- TV show is Sherlock, which kind With of Jeremy Brett. Yeah. Oh no, no. Um. I'm now torn because an honourable mention is Doctor Who, and I've put Sherlock above Doctor Who. And I really like Doctor Who, but I get really frustrated with it. Well, I think the problem with Doctor Who, which I will address now, right. is that. I get really infuri- I know how I want it to go and it doesn't often go that way right, yeah. and I get really infuriated with it and I mean especially towards the end of the Russell T Davies era I don't know I might have to pretend this, this isn't canon like the end of like pretty much books 5, 6 and 7 of Harry Potter I go oh. I'll leave you there thanks <laughs> anyway so anyway I put Sherlock in short in short to sum up Rosie's picture because it's really good and I can't get angry with it so my top fives are again in no particular order. Uh, due south, very good. I love due south. Due south. Fact, say in no particular order. I think due south might might be the winner of, of all time. Of all time. Wow. Followed very swiftly by Ali McBeal. But not season five. But not season five. We pretend that didn't happen. Yes, Ali McBeal seasons one to four. Um, yeah, due south is brilliant. And it's it's just it stood the test of time because it's still funny and it used to be on. At six o'clock on a weekday evening on BBC Two. Yes. And for anyone who doesn't know, um, it's about a Canadian Mountie who... First comes to Chicago. First goes to Chicago on the trail of the killers of his father and for reasons that don't need exploring at this juncture remains attached as a liaison with the Canadian consulate. Um, and he has a pet wolf called Diefenbaker who is deaf. But he can lip read, so it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> because... And wolves don't speak English. <laughs> well, this one does, and he lip reads. I see. Because he's deaf because he once jumped onto an ice floe to save Fraser's life. Exactly like George Bailey, he fell into icy water to save his friend slash brother. Yeah. What's, what's George Bailey's brother called? Harry Bailey was a hero. Harry Bailey was not a hero. He never went to Vietnam. What year do you think it is? 
2008. Oh. Yes, my next choice is Alan McBeal, but as we've previously stated, only seasons one to four. Yeah. It was kind of quirky. Well, it still is quirky, but for its time, there wasn't really anything else like it. No, with all the sort of um, she, the fantasy bits, like in Scrubs. She imagines things, and people behave in a ridiculous fashion, and it's completely acceptable, <laughs> and dancing babies appear. Hooga chaga, hooga, hooga, hooga chaga. Very good. And Vonda Shepherd's in it. Pushing Daisies, again, Christian Channel. Turns up in it. Old before its time. Uh, yeah. Old before its time. Dead before its time. Old before its time. And not brought back, ironically. Ironically. Pushing Daisies is about a man called Ned. A who, beautiful man called Ned. <laughs> he makes pies, but he has a, a secret power, which is that he can bring the dead back to life just by touching them. And he, if he touches them again, they are dead again forever. But they can only be alive for one minute before another life has to be taken to sort of balance things out. Yeah. And he discovers this as a child when his mother has a brain aneurysm and collapses, so he sort of pokes her and she sort of sits up and it's fine. Um, and what he doesn't realise is that his best friend Chuck, who lives across the road, um, is out playing in the garden with her dad and her dad dies to replace his mum. In that la- night, his mum tucks him into bed and kisses him goodnight and instantly dies. It's a comedy! It's brilliant, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, so then that's, you know, flash forward 20 years. And, uh, and Ned is now working with a private detective. So they, they go to the mall together. Ned touches the, the murder victims. They, they say, who did one it? one minute for them to tell them who murdered them. They, they zap them again, they go back to being dead and then they collect the reward. Which is fine and dandy until the person that they have that they find is Chuck, uh, and the plot thickens from there and on. The plot in. thickens from there on in. Um, also, Chris and Chenoweth as a waitress, and it's really brightly coloured, and they were nicely dressed. Yeah, it's kind of like um, Amelie. It's all jewel tones and Ooh. lovely, and and Ned has incredible eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, Ned is played by played by Lee Pace. My next television program, NCIS. It's still ongoing. All the others, my previous ones, have all finished. Yeah, it's an American... Procedural. Procedural, by and large. Along in the similar vein to uh, CSI, but it's the Naval Criminal Investigative Service, or Investigation Service. And, in um, the Navy! It's just really good. It's more light-hearted and whimsical than CSI or anything like that. Um, there's more messing around. I think you're more interested in the characters. Yeah. I don't know why I'm comparing it so closely to CSI, I'm just thinking that's... Quite different. Yeah, it really is very different, but for people who've never seen it, because it's a less a lesser known TV show, it's that's sort of a good place to start. And they investigate crimes that are to do with the navy, so murdered naval officers, missing naval officers, things that have happened on board ships. It doesn't just have to be. It usually begins death. with it doesn't. It doesn't have to be murder. Because CSI quite grim. Yeah, I mean, it, usually there is murder involved. My fifth choice is Chuck. Um, which is about a computer nerd who accidentally becomes a spy. How We've this, all been there. How does this happen, we wonder? Um, he uh, he works for the nerd herd, and his friend, who is a spy, but he has no idea about this because he hasn't spoken to him for years because they fell out, sends him an email with a, essentially a computer program in it which accidentally downloads into Chuck's head. So he has all of the secrets of the combined CIA and NSA. Honmens. Honourable mentions. Well, Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Which we've sort of already covered. I also realised when the reboot happened, I didn't watch the first episode until ages later. 
and I watched like we were you know into David Tennant and Donna and like yeah. you know several years later and I saw the first episode of the reboot and um yeah Rose is vile because she just leaves Mickey yeah well I'm not a big fan of Martha because I felt like Rose and the Doctor had been ridiculously set up as a romantic thing and then I thought, well, thank God we finally got rid of this because I don't think it's what the it's what Doctor Who is about. Yeah. And then the new character turns up, and her major and motivation is that she's in love with the him. Spends the whole character just mooning over and being him. Being like, well, why don't you love me? Because you just spend your time mooning over him. I mean, not literally, because <laughs> I hated Donna in the Christmas episode, and then when she came back for the last I was, series, I was ambivalent. But then as soon as she turns up in the the first series, like, yes, and she's correct. put the effort in to find him, they have just the whole exchange with him outside a window and her at the door and they're they're talking to each other through two sheets of glass on either side of a rim without the people in between noticing. Now, I have watched three episodes of this programme as of yesterday, but um, Arrested Development. I love Arrested Development. Which um, I am in a comedy group and I was told that I couldn't really be in it if I hadn't watched Arrested Development. So I've been learnt the first series... And I have watched the first three episodes. I watched them yesterday, and I thought it was really good. So I'm looking forward to watching the rest of it. Yeah. And they're bringing it back as an online TV series. Ah, oh, good. Uh, yeah, I watched it when it was first on the BBC, and they used to show it at about eleven o'clock at night on a Thursday or something. Yeah. I can't think of any other honourable mentions I have for TV shows. I'm sure. Oh, uh, I like Alias because I got really into it as a uh, teenager. Yeah. I was, I did. Buffy was my show. Then I got into Alias because my friends all loved it. Oh my goodness, if you like wigs, and I do, that <laughs> is a show for you. Because every week, she they go on, it's about spies, and they go undercover, and she's always wearing a different outfit. Um, the, the premise is also really cool. She thinks she's working for the CIA. She's actually working for terrorists who recruit Americans into what they believe is the CIA. Oh. What a premise for a show. Yeah, previous honourable mentions. Books. We've done Harry Potter. Yep. We realised that we had mentioned Harry Potter once, but I didn't know if this was a, a calculated thing. I loved Harry Potter. Well, I mean, I was obsessed by Harry Potter, but then at the time I assumed everyone my age was. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. I think I grew out of it a bit. That's, did you have an extra sitcom? I ended on a downer, didn't it? Um, yes, I did have an extra sitcom. What Sports it? Night. By Aaron Tolkien of The West Wing. Yes, that's what, that's what reminded me of it. Did we mention it? I don't think we did. I don't think we did. Um, I really liked Sports Night. That was also only two se- two series and then cancelled. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's fab, and it's got Felicity Huffman in it, pre-Desperate Housewives, and it's got the guy who saved Aaron Sorkin's life, so it turns up in everything. Yeah, there's a guy who plays a part called Will Bailey in... He's And he's Jeremy in Sports Night, that's, yeah. that's why I always think of him And as. I think I'm right in saying that he's in everything that Aaron Sorkin does because he once saved Aaron Sorkin's life. <laughs> and even I if really I'm wrong in saying that, that I want it to be true. Come home, Will Bailey! Yes. Anyway, it's it's about a sports network TV show, and it's it's sort of it stars Josh Charles and Peter Krauss as the as the presenters of this sports show, sort of along the lines of any sports related yeah. TV show you can possibly imagine, with two guys sitting behind a desk, and it's kind of it's funny, and it's also there are heartwarming bits, and it's and it's good, it's great, actually. There's there's a brilliant end to an episode where earlier in that episode, one of the, Casey, who's one of the, who's played by Peter Krauss. Um, had been admonished by a, a wardrobe assistant because he, in an interview, um, somebody commented on his tie or something, or said he always looked very dapper, and and he hadn't said that it was because he was dressed by wardrobe. And the end of the episode ends with the two characters listing, and yeah, I think it possibly is a Christmas episode, and they thank everyone in the in the in the crew for everything that they do. 
and a load of the names that they give are the real people who work on Sports Night. That's really cool. Yeah. Sports Night is the name of the sitcom and the name of the show as well. Yeah. The the wardrobe mistress that they thank is the name of the wardrobe mistress of the sitcom. That's very cool. It's really cool. And it's just like, yay! Heartwarming. Happy. Yeah, Sports Night. Did you have a sitcom? Thick of it. The thick of it. Politics and swearing, two of my favourite things. Brilliant. Job done. Moving on. Film. That thing you do. <laughs> there we go. Mentioned. Job done. Books. Yeah, Terry Pratchett. We didn't mention once last yeah, week. Yeah, we are big Pratchett fans. <laughs> I've read the whole Discord. <laughs> it's like, it's not in there. I think because we've done top five books, and although I had actually put series in there, but it didn't even get but a bit of But this so... It's not like Anastasia, which kind of can, is continuing adventures of that. Even, like, Vimes. It's not it's like... It's an entity in, their, in its own... Well, it's a world in its own right. Yeah. Um, but basically, Terry Pratchett is really good. I used to like the Witches books the best, and now I like the City Watch books the best. To be fair, they've had more books. And they come later, he gets progressively better. Yeah, if you read the early... If you read the really early ones... Okay, well, they're still, yeah, they're still good. The later ones are brilliant. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they're just... They're slightly different. You sort of see... He gets into a stride a bit as it goes on. And it's really cool. And I like them. And they're funny. Good. And they're clever. Yes. So that's it. That's the previous honourable mentions covered. Rosie, what's your song choice this week? Well, my song choice is uh, inspired by the fact that I've been running again this week, and it's a good running song, and it's Lady Gaga and Beyonce doing Telephone. It's a good song. You can dance, you can run, yeah. you can have big hair. I don't think it needs any more said about it. No, me neither. So, for Needle Unfed this week, I wish to discuss Ravelry. Ravelry. Because I am a new knitter. Yes. And I have found lots of lovely patterns. And I don't know whether when they say easy, they mean easy if you're really advanced at knitting. <laughs> or, because I've put one... Or easy if you're an idiot who just found some twigs in the park. And some string. And some string. Well, I mean, that's one way of talking about me. Because um, I found loads of cool jumpers and sweaters I want to make. I like that one with the birds on it. This one here is called what's well, called Jumper by Patterns UK. Patterns. And it's got little bluebirds on it. So there are a couple of jumpers I am wanting to cast on, but I'm a bit concerned about because I think I'll cry. There's one called Owls by Kate Davies, which is quite a plain jumper, apart from the fact that round the neckline through not colour work or intarsia. Like yeah, it's kind of cabled shapes. You get owls. You get the shape of owls appearing. And I think that's really that's cool. It's really clever. It looks really good. Um, and that's on in my queue. There's a thing called St. James by Tonya Wagner, which is a short sleeve jumper with a little tie around it. It's very Mad Men. She says um, it's about its influence by 40s and 50s secretary fashion, which I am a fan of. I know. So, uh, I mean, we, I'm on Ravelry. You can find me at Rosie at Large. I've put up pictures of my previous projects. I took a picture for my stash. Now, that's my needle and fed, is that I'm hoping to, to cast on some projects, but I'm a bit concerned, really. After last... I, I want to make a Hexipuff. Yeah, just, me too. Just the one. Just one Hexipuff. Um, I want to make a Hexipuff quilt. Or the Beekeeper's quilt, yeah. is it's the proper name. Um, after we talked about the snood that you knitted in the last podcast... Snood. And it had a twist in it. Yes. And we were like, that's fine, work with it, no problem. And I said yes, and it was handy because I just started one and I was really careful. And it was fine. I discovered a twist in it the other day, which I'm pretty sure hadn't been there the day before. Whoops. 
But it does actually mean, because I this one will always be worn double, it, it sits flat all the way around. Exactly. So both of us have done this, that we've accidentally put a twist in our in our projects, but they've worked out well. It's actually, yes, it's actually handy. Subconsciously, we've actually improved upon it. Yeah. Anyway, Tico's the update. Obviously, he done much of it. I've done none since I last mentioned it. That's the update. Well, nothing's happened. Disappointing. Yeah. Oh, well. On to the fed part of Needle and Fed. Needle and Fed. Needle and Fed. <laughs> I made some Easter cakes to take to work. Yes, you did. And what happened when you tried to, <laughs> when you tried to ice them, Jessica? I made some buttercream only. The butter wasn't, well, the margarine wasn't quite warm enough. And it's, I have to say, I bake a lot and I'm quite, a, yeah, I'm a competent baker. But I just, this buttercream was not going well. And it and I overmixed it because it was, I, I was trying to make, soften it up and it split. And anyway, but I then decided that I didn't actually want to use that because I was concerned that it would look like <laughs> poo. So what you did instead so was made some Betty, so I just got, I got used some Betty Crocker. On the green glacé that you'd already I put, put some green glacé down, which I had been considering anyway. I was going to make nests to put little chocolate eggs in. Yeah. Um, and then I thought maybe I could uh, just pipe a little nest in it with some Betty Crocker and then sit the eggs on top of it. But it did just look like I'd made a like a grass cake with some dog mess on it. It seriously, because that, that, it looks more like poo. Cause, I mean, I don't look at poo a lot. <laughs> Um, but it did look like um, it was maybe for a new, maybe a suitable gift for a new puppy owner or something like that. For <laughs> so a pu- you just a wiped puppy it shower. Off. A puppy shower. So you just wiped it off. So I, on, I didn't wipe it off. I ate it. <laughs> but I didn't done to one as a trial, which was going to be mine because I knew exactly how many cakes I needed. So I just um, stuck the, the little um, eggs directly onto the green glass and actually it worked really well. Yeah. They were um, just plain vanilla cake, but made with banana instead of egg because they don't eat eggs, and they worked very well. After we got past the icing issues, issues, and cake yesterday, yeah. which was just a nothing exciting really. Just I, I was yeah. originally I was going to use it to use up the buttercream that was in the fridge, but it didn't work. The buttercream but, um, was so awful. It was it's too well. It was too margarini, and I think I'm just going to cut my losses and get rid of it because I, I it's the effort of saving it and using it, and it's been there for a, a while. And, I think we should burn it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so that's Needle and Fed. Needle and Fed. So, our last segment are little things that we've seen this week. The other day I saw a man playing a flaming tuba. So what I've seen this week is something Josie Long put on her Twitter. And it's a video, um, uh, the band Herman Dune with Tell Me Something I Don't Know. And what it is, is it's a little yeti, a little cute blue sort of muppety yeti, um, is in the woods and it sees a girl hitchhiking, so it goes and hitchhikes. And who should pull up? I mean, you'd be very lucky if this happened in real life, but John Hamm in an open-top car. And they go and have a little road trip, and, like, John Hamm teaches him how to stick his head out the window and get the get his fur to blow around. And it's a very cute little yeti, and they go and see the band Herman June playing the gig. And it's really cute, and why wouldn't you? Like, look at that, Jessica. We're watching it now. Look at the little blue yeti. Yeah. He's very sweet. And We'll put the link to this on the um, show notes. Yeah, so that's what I have seen this week. So we will see you back in a fortnight. More japes. More capers. Wittering. More wittering, yeah. For our new top fives, you know what will be next week. We, we decide off the cuff. Cool, see you in a fortnight. See you in a fortnight. Bye. Bye. <laughs>